Well, let's uh, thank our kids again for leading us into worship. <clears throat> and I want to thank Megan especially, too, for all the work she put into that as they uh, helped. Yeah, let's give her a hand. <laughs> Well, the story uh, that they told ended with this moment of the wise men and their journey to Bethlehem. And as we conclude our time today, I just wanted to offer a short reflection about what our own journey towards Bethlehem, our journey towards Christ might look like this Christmas. You know, over the past couple of years, civilian space travel has started to become a reality. Not for us, of course, but for the rich and the wealthy and the famous, right? Uh, nevertheless, I've, I found myself compelled to watch these videos of uh, the, the live feeds of these first few civilian flights to space. And what I've noticed is I've, I've seen people embark on this once-in-a-lifetime journey is just how thrilling and full of joy and how profound it is for those to actually experience what it likes to cross that threshold into space and feel zero gravity, right? None of us who have been there can can relate to that. We know about it. We've seen the images. We understand that uh, gravity functions like that in space. Some of us might even have really deep insight into it. We might be able to explain it mathematically and scientifically. But that all pales in comparison to the thrill of actually going on the journey. And I, I wonder if that might be a helpful way for us to think about the spiritual journey. I, I think that the invitation in Scripture is not just to, to know about these truths, to understand them deeply theologically, as important as that might be, but the, the desire that God has for us is to go on the journey, to experience firsthand the spiritual realities depicted in this Christmas story. And yet, I think often we find ourselves as kind of distant observers to this story, the, the scriptures, though, call us to take this journey into participation. We remember that the great commandment in scripture is not to know God, but to love God. That involves relationship and experience, encounter. The great commission is not just to make converts who understand a few points, but to become disciples who learn to live a new life. The fruit of the Spirit is not just insight, but joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. There's an invitation to go on a journey. And this story of the, the wise men and their journey to Bethlehem, I think, gives us some guidance as to how we might move from distant observers to active participants. They begin far away in the east, and yet somehow they find themselves moving from these, these distant outsiders to appreciative insiders, overjoyed by the coming of Christ, ready to give their life to him. I want to just trace their journey to Bethlehem and and suggest how God might want to draw us deeper into a relationship with him this Christmas. Dale Bruner, as he comments on this text, notes that there are three different kinds of revelation depicted in the story, three different ways that God is drawing us closer to him. And I suspect that these might line up with a bit of our experience as well. And, and uh, Bruner knows that it begins with natural revelation. What started this whole journey was when the wise men saw something in the created order that caught their attention and compelled them to go in search of something more. 
There was something as they saw the star that acted like a signpost to a deeper spiritual reality. Something captured them and caused them to go on this journey. And perhaps that's been part of your story. Perhaps as you have uh, looked upon this created world with wonder, it is time at, at times has compelled you to look deeper. It has pointed to this reality that there must be something behind this some transcendent reality that's drawing you to search. In Romans 1, in the scriptures, uh, we read this, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. Have you ever been just captured by natural revelation? Has it caused you to look for something deeper? I, as I think about this scene of them overjoyed at the birth of this new baby, it reminded me when my firstborn, James, was born. And when the doctor handed him to me and said, it's a boy, I was just overcome with the miracle and the mystery of this world. One of those moments that told me that there's something more than just atoms and molecules here. The, the love in my heart is pointing us a signpost to a deeper truth a deeper spiritual reality. Maybe you've noticed that in your experience. And so their journey began with natural revelation, but that only got them so far because they ended up lost in Jerusalem. And what helped them find their way all the way to Bethlehem was biblical revelation. They call in the scribes, and the scribes open up the scriptures, and as they read the scriptures, they find their way to Christ, which tells me again of the power of scripture in our spiritual journey. We believe that these words of scripture are inspired words, God-breathed words, words full of life that can lead us to a deeper understanding of who Christ is. And I wonder if that's part of the invitation this Christmas to come back to the word, to allow it, as the psalmist says, to be a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. The scriptures are given to us to find our way through the darkness, to navigate through the complexity of life to gain a clearer picture of God. But here's what I want us to notice, and this is the main point I want us to notice. The scribes knew the scriptures. They opened them up, they pointed the wise men to Bethlehem, but you, do you notice that they didn't actually go on the journey? <laughs> they stayed comfortably back in Jerusalem. They knew the scripture, but they didn't live it out. They didn't follow the directions of the word, and so Soren Kierkegaard says this, although the scribes could explain where the Messiah should be born, they remained quite unperturbed in Jerusalem. They did not accompany the wise men to seek him. Similarly, we may know the whole of Christianity, yet make no movement. The power that moved heaven and earth leaves us completely unmoved. My invitation to you this Christmas, my challenge to you this Christmas, is to move in the direction of the scriptures, to not just know them, but to begin to practice them and to live into them, to follow the, the footsteps marked out for us in scripture, because as the wise men take that journey, they now encounter experiential revelation. These words come to life from them. It is not mere theory, but they experience the thrill and the joy of going on the journey. For as they follow the scripture to Bethlehem, we read this. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed 
I want you to just notice all the active verbs, the movement that takes place in the story. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and of myrrh. Can we see that they have been pulled now into the story? They're not just talking about it, sitting comfortably in Jerusalem, but they move to Bethlehem, and as they do so, their hearts are captured by the joy and the power of the gospel, and it moves them to respond. It is as they worship, as they bow down, as they practice radical generosity, that they experience the fullness of what Christ has come to do in our lives. The scriptures come to life. And that's my prayer for us as well as we seek to journey with Christ this Christmas, that we would not simply talk about it, but we would follow the directions of Scripture. And as we practice our faith, that it might come alive for us, that we too might be overjoyed by the good news of a Savior has been born to us. And as that captures our hearts, it would move us to respond in worship to respond in a radical generosity to a world in need, to give our lives fully to this newborn king. So this Christmas, I pray, like the wise men, that we would be drawn close into the center of the story, for God wants to draw you into the gospel this season as well. Would you join me in prayer? I'll have the worship team come up as we have a time to respond in worship. Gracious God, we thank you that you are a God who desires relationship, that you are calling out to us in so many ways. Your, your voice is loud in creation, pointing to this hope of a deeper reality, this hope of a miracle, the hope of a God who created us, redeems us, sustains us. God, we thank you for the gift of your word, which is full of life, which leads us in a path to salvation. Lord, I pray that you would give us the courage to then move in the direction of the scriptures, that we would be captured again this season with a deep joy of salvation, the forgiveness, the grace, the purpose you bestow on us, this great gift of your Son. And as we do so, Lord, I pray that we might respond with hearts full of worship, with a generous heart for those in need, a willingness to give of our whole selves to this good news. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.